0: Pastor Greg, we're live on MinistryHangouts.com, and uh, we finally got a connection here on Google.
1: Wonderful. Well, welcome,
0: everybody. Um,
1: Technical technical issues uh, are, uh, I guess, to be expected on a live broadcast. But we're glad that you're all here. Uh, Ministry Hangouts uh, is uh, something that we do every uh, second and fourth Wednesday of the month. And um I'm excited about it. I'm excited about what we've got going on this weekend or this <laughs> weekend. <laughs> I'm a little flustered to be honest with you. We've uh, we, this is about our third restart, but this one's going to work. It's not a weekend, it's actually a Wednesday and I'm excited about Wednesday. And uh today we're going to talk with uh some world-class administrative assistants. Uh they're the ones that make uh pastors look good, and uh, we're, we're very grateful. As one senior pastor, we, uh, we are very grateful for all of you. Uh, I want to introduce you to Sean Wood, uh, who is my sidekick on Ministry Hangouts, and uh, Sean's going to explain a little bit about how this works, and uh, he's going to introduce our guests for today. So, Sean, let me kick it to you.
0: Right. Thank you, Pastor Greg, and it is good to finally uh, be live here. We've got a great hangout, and I think we've got almost everybody um, on who is going to be a guest, so that's good uh, to work through all this. Let me tell you real quickly uh, who we've got with us, and then uh, you guys can feel free to add to uh, your bios as we go along and answer questions and different things. But uh, we have Pat Masick, who is the assistant uh, to Dave Ferguson over at Christian Community Church. Hi, Pat. How are you? Hi, John. I'm good. We have uh, Lori Tapp who is the executive assistant to Craig Rochelle at LifeChurch.tv. Hey Lori, how are you doing?
2: I'm great, thank you.
0: We have uh, Katie Hi. Barber, who's executive assistant to Pastor Rick Bizet over at New Life Church.
3: Hi. Hey
0: Sorry, Katie, Katie how are you? Good to see you. We've got another Katie. We should have put you guys separately in the timeline here. It's getting confusing. Katie Strindland, who is the uh, owner of NoMoreDirtyWork.com and assistant to, uh, to a lot of folks, she can tell us some of them are uh, myself included, and she is a virtual assistant out of Nashville, Tennessee, and can talk a lot to us about that uh, part. Uh, we have Mrs. Kathy Roseborough. How are you, Kathy?
4: I'm great. How are you,
0: John. Kathy is Pastor Greg's administrative assistant extraordinaire, and so she can tell us all the uh, dirty uh, stuff on Greg. You know all. The, all the habits he has, how he doesn't keep his schedule, those kind of things. So uh, then we have got Mr. David Smith. How are you, David? Great. How are you, Sean? David's the Executive Assistant to Pastor Joe Champion in uh, Celebration Church. And then uh, Christy Collins. How are you, Christy? I'm
5: doing great.
0: Christy serves on um, the office of Pastor Stephen Furtick as the Project Manager, and uh, looking forward to learning a lot from you guys today. So we've got a, a very uh, a full panel with lots Lots and lots of wisdom and uh, just really an um, unbelievable uh, opportunity here. So Pastor Greg, I'll kick it back to you as we just get into our topic of what it looks like to work with an assistant and as an assistant working with a leader uh, in the context of the church.
1: All right. Uh, a lot of times I'm asked by church planters or people that have been in ministry a little while, uh, what's the first hire uh, that, you, uh, that, that you would suggest? as a pastor and um, my answer is always an administrative assistant uh, because if the relationship works well uh... it, it can uh, maximize what you do as a pastor and it is i think the most crucial um, the, the most crucial job uh, on a church staff and so that's my respect for for what you guys do let's just uh... we've got a lot to Cover and uh, several people that I'd love to hear from. Let's start with Pat uh, Masick. You work with uh, Dave Ferguson and you have for a long time at Community Christian. That's right. Um, as as you've worked, you know, uh, obviously there's job descriptions for an administrative assistant, but how have you discovered kind of what's expected? Uh, how do you guys work together?
6: I guess um, the way we work together is just to find out what he needs Um, our job is to make them successful so Dave and I have this question that we ask each other how can I make you more successful and so I might ask that of him but he if he gives me a big project he might say okay so what do you need from me to be successful at that and so it's kind of a back and forth and it kind of gives each other permission to say what is really needed um, to help Accomplish all that we have to do. So that's kind of one of those key questions that we kind of toss back and forth from time to time, and that helps us learn learn about each other and what we need.
1: Okay. Do you guys have a regular scheduled meeting, or is it just kind of as as needed?
6: Um, We meet um, weekly for an hour and a half, Um, and then we have ongoing times of email back and forth and whatever phone calls um... text instant messaging and all of those kinds of things to try to get answers and whatever to what we need but an hour and a half when he's in town i mean he travels quite a bit so that's our usual
1: right okay katie i want to i want to ask you about uh, virtual assistance uh... sean began working with you and your your company and uh, told me hey this is great and then I've talked about to, uh, to several others who do the same thing. What, um, you know, you're probably working for multiple people, uh, as, I, as I understand it. Um, how do you, what, what are the best practices you've found on uh, keeping the project straight, delegating your time, and keeping your sanity? Or is that even, you know, a goal?
7: Sanity is questionable some days for sure. Um, but I think I've learned as I've, as I've gone um, along how to to really work in focused chunks um, which for me happens to be with dif- you know particular clients but I think even if you're working on different projects I think that same thing can apply um, so I really try to work in focused focus 30 to 45 minute chunks um, where I can kind of dive into that clients world um, and really be kind of in that headspace for that 30 to 45 minutes um, and not feel like I'm ignoring another project or another client; um, their needs aren't being, you know, ignored in the process. Um, so I think that has been probably the biggest thing for me is being able to to focus and not always be multitasking.
1: What do you? What do you? Um, you know, if I was a new pastor, or I've been a pastor for a while and I'm looking at a virtual assistant. Uh, not putting anybody else down, because we all do different things, but what's the advantage to working with you? What How is that advantageous to me?
7: Um, well, I think I would. my two answers are going to be one I stole from Sean and one I stole from another pastor that I worked with, and that is um, I think when you're starting out, and it's, it is such a smaller group of people most of the time, um, especially when you're talking about scheduling meetings with church members, um, you know, like, I know that's something that Sean has, you know, told his people a lot is, you know, Katie, Katie doesn't even live here. She doesn't know you. Like, there's a there's a privacy level that happens um, that you might not otherwise get in a smaller church community um, that the people kind of appreciate that, you know, if they have, you know, something they want to meet up with the pastor about, that there's not someone else in the community that knows all their business per se. Um, and then another one is, um, another pastor that I worked with, they didn't have offices starting out um, being a church plant, and so for them, um, he that accountability piece of he's not sitting in an office um, you know alone with an assistant all day um, that was kind of a an important piece for them. thus the ritual thing was you know the perfect solution
6: so
1: good, okay, all right, Lori, so yeah. I. Call, and I want to meet with Craig Groschel. Now, I could be crazy, um, or I could be the next campus pastor, or I could be ready to fund the whole Version project. You don't know. You have no idea. How do you vet a situation like that?
2: Well, basically, um, we have an amazing team at our front desk who uh, do a great job of fielding phone calls for us and um, and so I don't get a lot of crazy calls but they do come in and uh, when they do uh one of the key things I do is first of all if I don't recognize the number I let my voicemail pick up so that I can get back with them in the time you know that I have and not have to be caught off guard um, with some crazy question that I'm not prepared for so I do let um numbers that I don't recognize go through to voicemail. But we always uh, answer those calls within 24 hours. So, um, you know, our team is amazing. So I I can really rely on um, our campus pastors. uh, If if it's a ministry call, I can um, call them and have them connect with the person. Um, So I don't deal with a whole lot of, um, you know, crazy situations other than just, Uh, you know, ministering to someone who needs ministering to or, um, you know, if they're wanting an appointment uh, we definitely um, ask them to uh, meet with a campus pastor first because that's how we have our structure set up. I'm not sure how other uh, churches have their structure set up. With, With our structure we have campuses and those pastors are there to minister to the people within their campus. Uh, we also have church online pastor who can minister to people who just call because they know Craig Rochelle from um, online. So we really do work together as a team on that. So I'm not I'm not kind of alone on, in that. So I have a lot of support.
1: Okay, so so but Craig is the one that ministers to me. You know, uh-huh. he, he's the one that speaks to me. Any hey, of the rest of you hear this? You know. Uh, uh-huh. Definitely. I feel like I have a connection to him, and this is a major crisis in my life. How do we respond to that?
2: Well, on my end, um, in our culture, within our church, we're all ministers. So mm-hmm. if I feel like this person is needing ministry, I go ahead and I, I pray with them over the phone, and I hear their story and um, usually what surfaces from a conversation like that is um, something that can be met within, uh, someone else on our team can meet that need. Um, and usually by the time I've heard their story, and I've maybe even prayed with them, um, they're, they're comfortable <laughs> at that time to be uh, referred to someone else. If they're really, really adamant about talking with Craig, I just explain to them that, you know, it's my job and as assistant to protect his time, And at this time, I can't schedule a meeting. If you'd like to email me your story, um, you know, we just use all kinds of other ways to to help them feel needed and wanted. But at the same time, they're not going to be able to schedule an appointment.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's probably uh, um, one of the bigger challenges, uh, Kathy. I know uh, who is my personal assistant um, because uh, kind of my um, my. Way of operating is after I speak, um, I'll go and we're we're a multi-campus uh, church and I'm in the Long Point campus and I'll go hang out in the lobby and so ultimately there's a line and uh, which I don't understand because I I don't think I you know <laughs> I'm just not that good but you're speaking to people and and God is speaking you know through you and uh, so. So people will say, I'd love to meet with you. I'd like to meet with you. And my response uh, from a long time ago as a pastor is I never set my own schedule because I'm going to mess that up. And uh, so I always say, you know, call the office. And so part of Kathy's job on Monday is to help people, you know, get the help that they need. Um, and she's aware that I may not be equipped to do that. Uh, so Kathy, you um, w- uh, how do you protect my schedule from me? Uh, because I, I I can't really, I, I can mess things up. H- how do you protect me from me when it comes to scheduling?
4: Well, the first thing I did was I went to IT and I had them block you from any rights to go into your calendar. So that <laughs> saves a lot of time. But um, aside from that, um, knowing what is essential and what is really non-essential for you to do um, is a priority. So I know for you, I know mornings are blocked off, and I know what are essential blocks of time for you. And everything else I sort of have to work in around that. Um, But at the bottom of every day, I have to not be legalistic because there are times that people in different situations are going to get on the calendar that normally wouldn't.
1: Okay. So how did we come to, or how do we come to um, blocks of time? Because that may be, you know, for, for some people that may just be a natural thing. Yeah, we've got blocks of time set up. Uh, others may not. Um, how, how do we come to that? What, what are my blocks of times, and how, to, how did we come to scheduling those?
4: Well, you prefer to study for the weekend, so every morning if, up until lunchtime is blocked off. You do have lunch appointments, not every day, and then the afternoon is open for appointments. And since you also lead the ARC, we have to divide your afternoon appointments for a certain percentage stays at Seacoast and a certain percentage goes to ARC.
1: Okay. And appointments uh, with me are usually kind of leadership level. Um, yeah. Uh, And how do you handle it when uh, someone presses, 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 and says, but I want Greg to counsel me?
4: Well, I tell them, first of all, that they really don't, that when you speak and say, I'm really not a good counselor, they need to take you at your word. They listen to you at all other times. They really should pay attention. Um, But in talking to them, I really try to find out um, other pastors on staff that they, that they recognize, that they have um, some sort of connection with, and then I let them know that while you would love to meet with everyone, that they are important to you, they re- that you really can't, and we don't want to make them wait, because what they're going through is important. So at that point, I've usually won them over, and I can get them to someone else quickly.
1: Okay. All right, Christy, let's talk about you and Stephen Furtick, Pastor Stephen. Uh, I know him pretty well. In fact, we were texting back and forth today. He texts me every once in a while and says, Hey, I listened to you, or I watched your message uh, today, and he makes a comment on it. So uh, I, I was going to text him back and say, um, Don't watch it from this past weekend. It wasn't that good. Okay. <laughs> but I, I know him fairly well. And I know he likes to know what's going on. And he's got a lot of ideas that you and the team need to know. How do you guys keep communication lines open so that, um, my question is, he's never surprised. But I think there probably are surprises that slip through every once in a while. How do you guys handle that?
5: Yeah, there are definitely always surprises. Um, We kind of keep a, a real flexible schedule to allow for the freedom to have let him just kind of communicate when and where he wants, but also we have some structured times that we communicate details to him. Um, One thing that our entire staff does that they're used to meeting with Pastor Stephen is just, he may have an idea that he wants to share about in an upcoming weekend or an event that he wants to bring, you know, five people back or two people back at any point in the day, um, so people are always just flexible with their schedules, knowing, hey, if, you know, Pastor wants to come and talk through a brainstorm idea, great, bring him back, and then also making sure we always have something to write with or to take notes on. Um, that way, if he ever does have an idea or something we need to run with right away, we have our notepad right there, and we can take notes. Um, and once you kind of start getting in that flexible schedule, it almost becomes second nature to have a pen or a pencil or something with you at any time. Um, and that really allows him the flexibility to know that he can – reach out to Jess um, who's his lead assistant or myself at any time and bring us in to give us a list of things or to run an idea by us or any of the other lead guys that he um, does most of his brainstorming with they all know like that they're ready for it at any time Um, and then we have a few structured ways that we communicate with him in terms of we also have a weekly meeting um, every week and put together an agenda that has kind of an update section, a discussion section and then a task section um, and that really allows us the opportunity to give him information, um, whether updates are something about the, coming up this weekend or a trip, or maybe we need to get information from him. We can put that in the discussion session and ask him any questions that we need, and he can give us all that information. Um, at the same time, we're able to share with him. And then at the end of that meeting, um, we always allow time for him to be able to go through his notes and see if there's anything that he needs to relate to us. Um, so that structured time really allows for us to kind of put everything in one meeting as opposed to a bunch of different communication back and forth. It really structures it and makes it really easy. Um, and then just simple things. We have a, a shared Evernote file with Pastor Steven and our team. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Evernote, but it's one of our new favorite things um, that he can actually communicate back and forth via an Evernote um, That allows for that communication to go back and forth, updating questions, all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't require a face-to-face conversation or a text. It's just something that's kind of not as urgent. Um, And then anytime we're, you know, in communication with him, whether it's greeting him at the door or when he's exiting, just reminders about the next day. Um, But just making sure that we're always communicating any updates or changes as soon as possible so that he is aware of those um, and just allowing for that flexibility of whenever we need to meet, we meet. So... Let
1: me me follow up with a couple of questions. So um, in this weekly meeting that you have, is it early in the week, I'm assuming?
5: It's actually on Wednesday afternoons. Um, We just transitioned to putting all of Pastor Stephen's meetings on basically one day. Um, He has three main meetings that he does with different teams throughout the week um, and kind of are trying a new new plan for him to kind of have one giant meeting day. Um, So our meeting is typically Wednesday afternoon um, and then that could be 2 o'clock, anywhere between 2 and 4 o'clock is when we start that meeting.
1: Okay. All right. I like this. Now, we got to dig a little further on this, because um, it sounds to me like, um, I know at Seacoast, if we haven't restructured our staff uh, once every month or two, mm-hmm. uh, it hasn't been a good month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, and we're always trying to figure out, all right. What's the best time to meet? Who's the best person to do this, that, and the other? Mm-hmm. It sounds like you've got a similar deal going. So it could be any time from two to four. So it's just kind of, it's just kind of. We know it's going to happen. Uh, be ready, and right. it could happen it, at any time.
5: Yeah, it's normally on this schedule for about two thirty or three. Um, but because he does have meetings before that. Um, He has a meeting with our lead team that morning, and then he has um, another meeting with our creative and production department that afternoon. Um, So it's sort of when that one's scheduled to end, that's when we're scheduled to meet. However, not knowing when that meeting will end, we always have that flexibility of, you know, our our meeting's going to be after his preview meeting, which most of the time is around 2.30 or 3.00. Um, but shifting schedules again. We're in a new a new phase. So today, I think our meeting was scheduled till four thirty, I believe. So
1: okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, another question about that. Then I want to go to Evernote a second uh, because I think Evernote is the best thing since what sliced bread or iPads or whatever you know. But uh, the. Uh, the the meeting that you have with Pastor Stephen, um, who sets the agenda there, or who kind of leads that?
5: Um, Jess Mitchell is his lead assistant, so mm-hmm. I actually um, report to her and to Pastor Stephen. And Jess is the one that kind of sets the schedule or sets the agenda for that meeting. Okay. Um, and each week, again, we have three basic. There's always updates. Um, there are some recurring updates that we do each week. Um, and then we also have the discussion items. And most of the discussion items could be anything from an upcoming trip that he has, which is something that I'm responsible for, to an event that's happening this weekend at the church with the students that Jess has gotten the information from um, our okay. student director. So it, Jess is the one that kind of coordinates that and arranges or schedules the agenda. And then from there, anything at the end of it, we always allow for pastor to kind of add items to the agenda essentially
1: okay all right we'll come back to Evernote in a minute because I want to get to two or three other people Uh, but Sean um, if people want to ask questions tell us how we do that
0: yeah, we can take questions uh, on Twitter at hashtag Ministry Hangouts, and we're monitoring that to get questions from you, and we'd love to ask specific questions or general questions that you may have, um, or feel free to, uh, you can go on to the ministryhangouts.com, and in the comment section of the blog there, um, you can ask questions, and uh, we can even come back later and take care of those, and we'll look for those now as well.
1: Okay, so hashtag Ministry Hangouts, and uh, you can have questions. Uh, David, let's uh, let's let's talk to you just a minute. You're at Celebration Church with Joe Champion, and everybody loves Joe Champion. Everybody, uh, he's just one of these guys that he makes you, you know, feel like you're important, and he loves people. And uh, so, what role do you play on the weekend in helping him get to be the pastor, but also not make commitments? that he can't meet or that he would be overwhelmed with. Is that an issue? Uh, How do you you handle that?
8: Well, my first um, role is to be his eyes and his ears and his feet. So Sunday morning, I'm getting here early. I'm walking the campus. I'm talking to the technical team. I'm making sure everything's ready to go, going over the – format of the service when he gets up to do the welcome or who's doing the welcome that day um, and just go over every logistic for that day so that I know that's covered and I can communicate to him that those things are covered. Then um, he hardly goes to the green room. Um, He stays out from the time he says you're dismissed to the time the kickoff video starts and he's shaking hands, he's uh, praying for people, he is um, just being him, his self. So I'm, I'm within uh, earshot or eyeshot of him, so I can be there to get more information from somebody he wants to connect with later or be able to plug them in to the campus pastor that they might need more uh, ministry time with. And uh, he, is, he has just been an inspiration to me. I've only been doing this for eight months. I'm probably the new guy here. But um, I, it's just, he's, he's amazing. And so people really do just gravitate towards him, and he, he loves it.
1: Okay. All right. So does he, uh, who sets his schedule? Um, is that something you help him with, or does somebody else do it, or does he handle that himself?
8: No, um, I handle all of his scheduling and any of his travel needs. So um, he'll send me a text or email or uh, let me know that there's something going on that he wants to be involved with. And if there's something else already on the books, I'll try to um, make that work. But um, we stay in pretty constant communication through uh, phone calls and texts um, of things that come up that he wants to try to do or things that people want to ask him about and uh, I, I relate to him to see if that's something he thinks he can he can accommodate.
1: Okay, Katie, um, we haven't talked to you yet. Um, tell us, how do you know what to communicate and when?
3: Yeah, okay. Open-ended questions. Um, you know, I was thinking about it and Honestly, first and foremost, whenever I first took my job with Pastor Rick, I had to learn early on that there was going to be a ton of stuff that I wasn't prepared for. And so I have really tried to discipline myself to just kind of stay like prayerful throughout the day. And so I just think about like the Holy Spirit is the one that knows everything. He's the one that reminds us of everything. And so I just try to stay mindful mindful of okay Lord help me to remember how to do this Lord help me to remember um, what's coming up how do I handle this next situation and so that's probably the first thing and then secondly Lori and Kathy and several others touched on this but our pastors we all know value people so much and so in terms of what to communicate no matter what it is, if it's negative or not, it still has to have value behind it and communicate value. And so, like, I know we touched on the issue of people asking for appointments. Well, if we can't accommodate them, still make them feel valued and appreciated and loved. And so, you know, like, I'll say things like, Pastor Rick would love to meet with you but his schedule doesn't allow it right now. So he would like to connect you with so-and-so instead because they can meet with you more regularly. They can get with you quickly. And so those are a few of the things that I've tried to do over the, I guess, over the year that I've been working for Pastor Rick.
1: Okay. Um, Do you, now, do you set his schedule? Are you the, the one that does that or does that work in a different way?
3: Yes, that's me. So sometimes he'll text me and he'll say, "Hey, set up this meeting, or sometimes it'll be people coming to me asking for meetings.
1: Does he have blocks of time like Kathy was talking about where you know that you know here's here's a segment of time that he will talk to certain you know groups of people or individuals?
3: Yes, Kathy and I actually talked about this when we were at art together um Like Monday, for example, is his Sabbath and his family day, and so we never do anything on Mondays.
1: That's when he plays golf. Yes,
3: that's the golf day. Um, Tuesday is when we have our standard meeting, so he meets with the lead exec team and the campus pastors then, and then that afternoon is open for meetings. And then Wednesday morning we have study time. All the Friday is study time. Saturday is study time. And then you know, obviously, you have weekend services. So, we definitely have blocked off time.
1: Okay. Let's let's talk about a little bit. I I'm, I, I don't think Erin is on the uh, line, is she, Sean? Sean's not on the line either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she's not. I not know. I, it had muted me. Google it muted me. It, it has an opinion of me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, uh, you know, whatever. I'm going to leave that alone. So uh, <laughs> I love you. I would never mute you, Sean. You need to know that. So, um, so, so we were talking about Evernote. Explain just a little bit, uh, Christy, how that works. And then I'd like the, uh, the others of you. Uh, we're going to talk about systems for just a minute and uh, what systems you might have uh, that uh, help you get the, your job done. Uh, and we know that one size doesn't fit all, but there are some good practices. And so, let's talk about good practices just a minute. Um, Chrissy, talk to us specifically. How does the Evernote deal work? It, it, you, let, let's walk. You don't have to walk, walk through the whole program of Evernote, Great. but walk through how you guys how you guys use it.
5: Yeah, um, we use it kind of two different ways. One for just personal use in terms of that's where I keep my to do list. Um, if I have to make notes or you know, meet with someone really quickly and just need to jot down some notes and keep track of information, I keep that for myself. Um, So I have tons of different folders and notebooks and Evernote notes for that. Um, And then between Jess and myself and then between Pastor Steven and our team, we have a shared Evernote. Um, So it's just a notebook where, um, for example, Pastor Steven may have an update or just have a question about something um, that's not urgent, it doesn't need an answer right away, or it doesn't need to be worked on right away. Um, and so he might start a new note in the notebook um, and then Jess will be able to see that and can respond right there typically just using a different color um, text. and She can answer the question or you know, follow up with whoever she needs to follow up with and then get that information back. Um, and that way it alerts on your Evernote that there's a, an update to one of the notebooks. Um, so that's definitely a way that Pastor Stephen is able to communicate with us or we're com- able to communicate that way. Um, and then between Jess and myself, we've also started using it to share a lot of documents. Um, so one of the things that we're able to do is, for example, with all of the trips that Pastor Stephen takes, um, the itinerary that we put together we're able to put that onto an Evernote that Jess and I both share um, and we can access that from our phones or anywhere we have 3G or Wi-Fi um, and then we have all of the information as far as scheduling, contact information, um, the entire document there in the Evernote that we can each get to and if Pastor Steven has a question he could ask either one of us um, and we'd be able to pull up the information right away um, It's just it's been super helpful also for us to be able to um, communicate back and forth with any questions about an itinerary or something coming up. Um, and we can also update it without sending a bunch of emails. So instead of here's the new itinerary, here's the new itinerary, we can just continually update it onto the Evernote. That way that document is always the most up-to-date document and we both have access to it. Um, so those are kind of the two main ways that we use it, just simple communication and being able to share information.
1: So uh does it alert you? You know when uh, somebody's put something new in there, you, you know that right away, or how does that work?
5: Um, on my computer, it if I have Evernote open, um, there may be a way to have it alert me on the bottom dock, but if I'm open in the Evernote window, the little, mm-hmm. it looks like a satellite dish to me, but it's like the shared notebook icon. It,
4: right.
5: It's blue and has a little one in it that alerts you, hey, there's been an update to one of them. You click on that, and it'll even tell you what note has been updated um, and so you can look it alerts you that way same thing on the phone app if you open up the app and go to your shared notebooks it'll tell you there's been an update um, It doesn't pop up like an email or anything like that unless I have the program open on my computer it might put a little thing in the top menu bar that says hey there's an alert but it's not not an alert like a text message it's more of an alert like if I have this open it'll show me hey check this box
1: okay. Anybody else uh, use a similar deal or have other systems or uh, little shortcuts that would help uh, someone who's an administrative assistant?
4: Well, I like to use Evernote because you like to use Evernote, and it does seem to work for us. Um, I do like taking meeting notes inside there. It gives me an option to put little boxes for a to do items that can be assigned and it makes it really easy to to follow up and make sure they've been done. I also like to use Nozbe, Um and the other thing I think really works well for us, Greg, is Tripit.
1: Um, yeah, I was hoping you'd talk about Tripit. Before you get into Tripit, just real quick, quickly, what is Nosby and how does it help you? Nasby
4: is. Um, It's a to-do list. It's like my virtual whiteboard. I can have projects on there. It's just, it's really like an Evernote sort of type. It's the same program kind of thing. Um, And it actually syncs with Evernote. So I can go back and forth. So um, it keeps my emails live. I don't have to go back and search for them. I can add comments. Um, I can send it back and forth from Evernote if I need to.
1: Okay, but how I, about do, trip, I do how, like it. How about TripIt? TripIt just that?
4: works great for us. Um, just go in and schedule um, a trip. It gives me the option to send. When I get the confirmations, whether it's flight or ground transportation or any kind of meeting, I can send it right from my email to TripIt, and it automatically puts it in the right spot, the right trip, the right time. So it's really easy. Um, it eliminates a lot of um uh, it does the updates for
0: me.
1: And uh, what I've noticed is that my wife uh, gets all the TripIt stuff also, so she knows everything, Right. and uh, it keeps me uh, abreast if I happen to be traveling. Uh, a- anybody else? Uh, Pat, do you guys have systems that you think would be helpful for uh, for maybe an administrative assistant to know about?
6: Yeah, we use a few different things. Um, one of my coworkers does use Evernote with her boss Dave, and I have not used that. We use for our task management Productive. It's something that you can, you know, have an app on your phone as well as on your computer. So we use that when we meet with one another, as far as um, his to-do list and my to-do list. Um, and then we use Google Drive. So I have access to all of his files through Google Drive because. I can get on there and search for stuff a lot of times another coworker or a pastor he's talked to wants information that he's talked about and so they don't have to bother him with it. I can just go in and find the information that way. So we're ge- I'm getting more used to that type of system. It's kind of new to us, the Google Drive, but um, it seems to be working well.
1: Okay. Anybody else?
0: Pastor Greg, we do have as a uh, pause just one question from Twitter that I wanted to throw out there and see if somebody wants to jump in. It said uh, Jesse Anderson just asked, um, "How do you all manage the with leader time? Uh, so you're meeting with your leader, you're, you're you're having to meet with other leaders for the leader uh, versus the get it done time? Like, how do you yourself?" not just managing the time for your uh, leader but how do you get things done within the context of being in all the different meetings and things that you have to do
1: good question somebody want to tackle that and don't be afraid uh to vent just a tiny bit of frustration here okay but uh how do you manage that what do you do how do you get anything done
6: this is pat and i enjoy going to the meetings it helps me feel like I'm connected to what's going on so there's kind of a balance between um, going to the meetings and getting your work done Um, rarely in my role are there so many meetings that I can't get the work done Um, so I I guess I don't see that as much as a challenge Um, maybe you need to look at are, are there too many meetings in your church staff, because sometimes that can happen, too, in different roles. Um, there's just too many meeting times. So um, as an administrative assistant, you do need those times or days or blocks of time, too, that you actually can execute all the things that you've been given to do.
1: One of my favorite books is Death by Meeting.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay. Somebody else, how, how do you handle it? How do you get your work done? And how do you balance that? Anybody else?
5: I think for our team, um, because there are two of us, there's Jess Mitchell and myself, we're able to kind of tag team if we need to. So if there's something, a meeting that comes up, but I have a big project or vice versa, there's something that Jess really needs to work on, the other one is able to kind of step in and sit in the meeting or or share that time so that they have that focus time um, to work. But then also just being aware of if Pastor Steven is in a meeting with a different group of people, that's a great time for me to be able to sit down and knock out a lot of work, um, during that time. Um, so I really try and schedule my, you know, focused work time around, well, Pastor Steven is busy right now. He's meeting with someone else or he's back studying. So now's the time for me to really nail down and get some stuff done when he's not in a meeting or when he, um, has a more flexible schedule. That's when I need to be a little bit more flexible with my schedule.
1: Okay. I think, Lori, how about you? I'm sorry,
0: somebody jumped in, but I was gonna say one thing I've learned, and I'll throw it to Katie Strundlin on this one: is that for me, one of the things I've, I, that could be transposed into a work environment too is that the fact that I hire I hire Katie for a set amount of hours, and it's a very limited amount of hours for us in a church plant situation. So I'm very careful of of the time that we're using just to just to chat. I mean, we don't do water cooler chat like we don't do that kind of stuff it's like very task-driven we use Asana very task-driven and so and she's knocking things out so I don't know how she manages it on the other side but I think a leader could also really take um, kind of take scope of what how am I using the time of of my assistant whether they've in the meeting they need to be in or not need to be in or am I taking their time just by chatting with them about things when they could be getting things done because this is my downtime so that's something I've learned It's different for me being in the virtual assistant world.
1: Okay. Good. Somebody was going to chime in there, and uh, Sean and I both cut you off.
2: Well, um, Pastor Greg, that was me, Lori. I was just going to say that um, I think a lot of times our jobs have to do a lot with prioritizing um, throughout the day. So what I do is I try to keep my projects by priority. Um, Pastor Craig's projects and the things. That he has, um, you know, to do or still need communication on. Um, those are at the top of my list, um, at the top of my stack, um, in a in a corner on my desk, visible for me, so that I can know um, I need to work on this and and. Like Christy said, he's in a meeting. I need to get these questions answered for him. Um, so that's that's always been a really great key for me, just to always keep because you know we all have emails that come in from you know our attenders and and you know even staff members that we need to attend to. But um, for me, I think the the key to success in my job is to make sure he's taken care for take, taken care of first, and um, when he's taken care of then he feels better about doing what he needs to do and um, questions are answered and things are crossed off his list. Um, And then, you know, during meeting times when he's away, I can focus on the other things that need to be done. Um, So that's just been a real key for me because it is overwhelming um, sometimes when we just have all of this to do. Um, So I think prioritizing is, is a huge help in our positions.
1: Okay. Anybody else?
3: I have a thought with that. Um, I know we all kind of have the issue of the unanswered questions, and I have a list of things that are still pending and I need answers on them. Um, I have found that when Pastor Rick travels and he has layover time, or maybe he's in the air and he's on his computer, that is a great time for us at least that he likes mm. to answer questions. And so. I kind of think ahead of time, okay, he's traveling tomorrow. I need to go ahead and get my questions ready. And a lot of times it's like I can just tell that he's ready to answer questions. And so I'll just sit there and we'll email back and forth while he's traveling. And learning to do that has really helped me figure out the get it done time and how to get answers.
1: Good. Hey, okay, here, I've got a question email of the devil or not <laughs> how how does how do you and how does the pastor that you serve handle email how, how do you process that somebody jump in there and help us on that
6: well we're out gmail this is pat and um, we. I answer a lot of Dave's email, but I never send it out like it looks like it's from him. I'll put it in his drafts, and then he has the opportunity to edit review, so he knows what's being said, and then sends it out. Um, So I do a lot of the volume of emails that way. If I'm not sure, then I flag it for him, and then he may respond to that. But that's how I help him keep up with his email.
1: So his email comes through you.
6: Yeah, I have two tabs open. Is one is my email, one is his email. I can have it all together, okay. but then I get confused. So gotcha.
1: I want to gotcha. keep them straight. Okay. Um, Lori, do you deal with that?
2: I do some. Um, Pastor Craig's email is separate than mine as well. And like uh, Pat said, I have a folder or a tab for him and a tab for me. Um, usually he'll, communi- he'll forward me an email and communicate, I need this. I need you to say this, and so then I usually uh, respond with what he wanted communicated. But as as me um, on behalf of him, um, he likes his emails uh, inbox to be completely empty. So he deletes when 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 an issue is uh, resolved. He deletes that email, Um, but I don't delete from his uh, trash. So that if he needs that information again, I can search through it and and put it back um, in front of him. And then on my personal email, I use a lot of folders. Um, That is my to-do list pretty much. Uh, We don't use Evernote because we have just found that uh, we like notepads better where we like to write it down, scratch it off, get a clean sheet, write it down, scratch it off. So that's kind of old-fashioned in that way. But um, my email inbox is basically my to-do list, and I've got all kinds of travel folders and, um, you know, follow-up, folder, I need to get back with this person, um, file folders so that I know I can look this up later at a later date. So that's kind of how we work um, our email system.
1: Okay. Um, somebody else?
7: I'll jump in. Um, obviously, I use email a lot, especially being virtual with a lot of clients. Um, that The majority of my communication is email with them. Um, <clears throat> I think I... As I've gone, I've learned the inefficiencies of email, Um, and I think as you learn those, you know, you're able to kind of table communicate things that need to be communicated to like, excuse me, a face-to-face conversation, or a phone call, or something like that. um, That just becomes much more efficient for that. Um, You know, even a text message. Um, I'm a Gmail user myself, and there is an app um, called Boomerang. That works with Gmail. That has been probably in the last six months like a lifesaver because um, what it allows you to do is respond to email, but then it will bring the email back to your inbox if like no one replies to it in, and you can pick whether it's a day, two days, six days. So that um, tools like that are incredibly helpful, and I think make email more efficient and make the email really work for you rather than kind of working against you
1: Wow boomerang yes so, so yes. that if they don't respond mm-hmm. rather than just get lost it comes back to you correct okay I'm
6: taking notes that sounds like a good one <laughs> yeah
1: I, there's there are so many great like uh, practical things that are going on today it's incredible uh, yeah. so let me let me say one more thing uh, with with you, Katie, you're the only one I can say this about. Um, uh, everybody else, uh, if I said go ahead and hire them, uh, their pastors would kill me. So, <laughs> but but you, you might very well be somebody that somebody could hire or somebody in your company. Give me how you do that. What's your what's your um, you know website and all of that before we uh, get lost with that.
7: Uh, absolutely, it is. Um, I think it's on the bottom of the screen somewhere, maybe. Um, but it's no more dirty workcom um, all the infos there um, okay. or you can talk to Sean and he can tell you the good the bad and the ugly <laughs> okay
1: what uh, anybody else on email because that's that is a really really big deal for pastors I know how, how do you handle it
4: email is a really big deal especially now that there's so many on ramps with not only your church email but everybody has facebook and and then there's you know, if they can't get to you now, they have text messaging. So there's so many on ramps that, um, for me, I if it's something I can answer very quickly for you, especially if it's in house, I try to do that. Obviously, I'm not going to send out anything with your name on it, with you know, without you seeing it. If it's if I need to write a draft and say what do you think of this, and then I tell them I am responding on behalf of you, um, but. I think probably my greatest nightmare is that, with all the volume of emails that come into SeaCoast, that I am um, responsible to keep up with somewhat. That I will leave someone out, um, and people are important, and what they communicate is important. So, I really, I really try to stay up on that.
1: Okay. Anybody else? All right. Well. I think we're coming to the end of our hour. Here's what I'd like to do. Um, Do you have, are there resources that you would suggest that an administrative assistant either uh, read, listen to, here's a website, here's something that was helpful to me in, um, in doing my job? Uh, anybody want to respond to that? Uh, A a resource that could be helpful to someone who's watching today.
3: I have a suggestion. I was actually going to say, Lori, you should tell them about the network that we have.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, Well, uh, we have an executive assistant network. It's a Google Plus um, group. So you have to have a Google Account a Google Plus account to be involved, but um, it's something that we just started recently, and um, you know it's a way for us to communicate as assistants to kind of help each other with questions, um, and it comes directly into your em- email inbox whenever a post has been made. So that's um, that's still in the beginning stages, but I'm really looking forward to. Um, Sharing documents, ideas, uh, maybe even getting together once a year. Uh, I think that we can really learn from each other. I've learned a lot uh, during this hour, so I know that. Um, I hope that it will be helpful for everyone. Um, you can email me myself or uh, get in touch with um, uh, Pastor Greg and his team, um, and they have my information. If if, uh, but my email address is Lori, L-O-R-I dot tap, T A P P at lifechurch.tv, and I'd love to to have anyone who wants to um, join be a part of that. I was also going to mention that um, the book uh, Pastor Craig suggested a book for me when I first came on as his assistant. It's called Getting Things Done, uh, and it is just it outlines within that book um, a system. It is only one system, but it was really helpful to me um, of how to prioritize things and and not let anything fall through the cracks. So.
1: That's a great book, GTD, Getting Things Done. Okay. Anybody else? Resource. That's a great resource. Uh, Sean, we will somehow put that out so that people can see that. Is that true? Sean is muted again. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking but not saying anything.
0: I I tell you, I'm blaming. I'm blaming. I don't know who I'm blaming. I don't know anybody I can pick on, but somebody I'm blaming. (laughs)
1: Okay.
7: Um, another book that I really um, liked, uh, "Making Ideas Happen" by Scott Belsky, um, he, the creator of Action Method, which is a task management system, um, kind of for teams. But um, he talks a lot about kind of the thinking behind um, systems and processes of getting things done, um, and that was really helpful for me, I think, when I was getting started a couple years ago.
1: Okay. Just
7: how to be thinking from the get go to kind of get
1: ahead. Okay. Anybody else?
6: I would agree with Lori, and I'm going to um, email you, Lori, to okay. Google. plus um, One of the, one, probably two of the best things I've done has been a part of executive assistant get togethers, whether they're local um, groups. We, we used to have a Chicago local group that would meet like once a quarter when the senior pastors were meeting, then I started this executive assistant kind of lunch, so we'd all um, travel along to whatever church we was hosting and we would get together and I learned so much from um, the various assistants at that time. Um, So I think that's a a great resource for anybody that's looking to kind of share ideas and um, be able to understand what you're going through and those kinds of things.
1: All right, good. Well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to commit to this, and Sean's going to figure out how it gets done. But on uh, ministryhangouts.com, on the tab that is this uh, week's session, Working with uh, an Assistant, we're going to make a list down there of the resources that have been um, uh, talked about in uh, this session because there so many good ones. and So you can go to ministry. Uh, hangouts.com it won't be available um, right away but we'll try to get it within uh, this, the next uh, two or three days and we'll make a list of all of the resources and maybe a, a link to where you can get them um, I just want to say thanks to everybody what, a, what an incredible uh, hour this has been and I, I know it's been beneficial for a lot of people Sean if you are unmuted would you like to uh, tell us about what's going to happen next time
0: I will. And uh, thank you guys again for being on Ministry today. If you're joining on the archives, we appreciate you guys as well. And I just wanted to let you know uh, about our next Hangouts, May 22nd. and We're going to be talking about leadership. Um, we've got Scott Williams, who used uh, to be a campus pastor at TV, is going to be with us. Uh, we have Justin Lathrop, uh, who's going to be with us, who has um, created, he's a serial entrepreneur, as well as working with the Assemblies of God on church planning and all kinds of things that he has done. And uh, also, Ron Edmondson, who is a uh, prolific uh, blogger, is going to be with us and a pastor, senior pastor, leader. And it's going to be a great call. We've got several others who are going to be a part as well and you can find out more at ministryhangouts.com about that one. So uh, looking forward to hanging out in two weeks on May the 22nd and uh, getting together and we will update the uh, uh, ministryhangouts.com, the post for this particular uh, hangout with all the resources in the next few hours and we'll have that updated for you. Thank you guys for joining. I'll toss it back to you, Pastor Greg, to shut us down.
1: All right. Well, thanks, everybody, and uh, we hope to uh, also just uh, remember that if you have friends, staff, uh, people that you'd like to watch uh, what we just did for an hour, you can do that at ministryhangouts.com, and that will be up uh, just in the next uh, two or three hours. So thanks, everybody. and.